This is Give Me Some Truth, a podcast from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Uh, it's uh, fortunate for us today. We have another guest in the pod with uh, Keith and I, and um, he's, he's a local guy. Keith, tell us, uh, you know more about it than I do, so tell us uh, who your guest is today. Uh, my guest. Uh, is. I've known I'm, I'm him. giving you credit today for that and maybe other things, too. <laughs> I've known uh, Kyle basically my whole life. We played uh, sports growing up today. Our guest today is uh, Kyle LaFond from American Providence and Middleton High School, where he was uh, captain of the football team his, his senior year. And uh, as proud as he is of American Providence, this is uh, uh, probably that was probably your greatest uh, achievement was captaining a, a close to 500 Middleton High School team back in 1995 wasn't it 95 yeah um but no we've known each other a long long time we have some stories that we can probably tell you off of the podcast here as well uh what position did you play i played inside linebacker wow he hit people he was a he was a singletary style sure. grab him by the face sure. mask, right? Which you know, knowing the gentle, easygoing. Yeah, guy I don't, today, I, don't, I don't see linebacker out of him, but you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, people change. That yeah, was how I got my rage out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kyle's story actually uh, coincides with something I was just reading, and I want to thank my friend uh, Dan Fallon for recommending this article to me. I was reading in the New Yorker about people researching about air quality inside we've done a lot of research on air quality outside and it's researching about air quality inside is actually a new kind of thing because it can have legitimate effects on people's health and one of the things they talked about is these uh, scientists did a study of a, a middle schooler and in between classes they noticed a spike of two chemicals in the air and they couldn't explain why these two chemicals were in the air and then they figured out it was these middle school boys spraying themselves down <laughs> with axe body spray in between classes and quite literally i think kyle that was the impetus for american provenance so yeah. why don't you you know tell us a little bit about the backstory and where you are now it's kind of funny that's exactly how the company got started um one of my key phrases that i always turn back to is the fact that middle school boys stink period there's no way around it so i don't know if you've spent much time in middle school lately but uh when you tend to walk through the doors and walk down the hallway, first thing in the morning, all you see is just a chemical fog. And it's rather disgusting. And it's all these boys primarily who are dousing themselves with some very popular body sprays. I can't name them by name, but very popular body sprays. So when I was teaching, I actually took the opportunity to grab one of these canisters and read the back panel. And I read through all the ingredients, all the chemicals, all the preservatives, all the fillers and additives. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you guys are poisoning each other. This is horrible. And everybody else. Yes, and everybody else. Right. You know, I used to get these horrific headaches towards the end of the day, and I really couldn't pin it on anything. I thought maybe it was the stress of teaching or kids or administrators or parents. But in all reality, it was because I was teaching in these older buildings with very poor ventilation. Um, and I was just breathing these chemicals all day long. So it's no wonder that by the end of the day, things were starting to head south. But uh, you know, after I grabbed that canister, at that point, Right on the spot, I, uh, I made up an experiment. I told the kids, all right, tomorrow, bring in something you guys use every single day. It can be any personal care item. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's body spray or makeup or anything. Bring it in. 
So year number one, we just read through all the ingredients and did the research to find out what these things were. And it was, it was horrifying mm -hmm. to know that at such a fragile stage of human development, these kids were using products that contained so many terrible substances. And then we took it a step further the following year, and basically I bought a whole bunch of raw materials and ingredients and modeled for the kids how to make their own personal care products. And for me, at that point, I was interested in deodorant because I had been trying to find a natural deodorant that actually worked and uh, wasn't having much luck. So uh, over the course of four or five years, I made about 30 different formulations until I finally stumbled upon one that I really liked. I gave out to a bunch of our high school buddies and a bunch of my family members, and uh, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Everyone I talked to said, hey, where can I get more of this? You've really got something special here. We should try to make something of this. And at that point, I decided, hey, I'm going to uh, make a career transition and uh, give this a shot and launch a business. So that was in May of 2014, uh, 2015, excuse me. So we're coming up on four years now here this month. And at this point, we're in over 2,500 retailers nationwide. Uh, we're in every single state in the United States. And we do a ton of business online. So our business continues to, to grow and scale. We started on my family farm in a reconditioned machine shed. We've now moved into a, a newer, larger facility. And uh, I'm actually building another facility right now that will be completed in August. That'll give us another 6,000 square feet. I'm at 15 employees now, and we'll probably jump to 25 to 30 employees by the time the uh, new facility is done in August. So, yeah, we're scaling. It's yeah. kind of crazy. What, what products do you guys have on offer right now? You started with the deodorant, which I think both of us in, in the room here use. All three hopefully, of us. All three of us, yeah. Hopefully you <laughs> use your own, own product. Uh, and uh, what other what other sort of products? Yeah, so we make uh, beard balm, we make hair pomade, we make lip balm. Um, we're coming out with a beard oil and a body wash here June first, and then later on this year we're going to have a bunch of products as well. We also do some unique things with our deodorants. We offer those in travel size and now in green uh, bio packaging. So it's fully compostable, recyclable, biodegradable. You name it. We're one of the few companies that actually offers that option. Interesting. So what is the fastest growing product that, that you would uh, um, say over the last maybe 12 months? Deodorants for sure. Um, I think everyone is kind of recognizing that conventional deodorants uh, contain a bunch of fillers and nasty stuff that you really don't want to put on your skin. Um, for example, with most deodorants that you see on the store shelves for years and years and years, if you take a look at the back panel, the first or second ingredient listed is always going to be water. Water is just a filler in for ease of application, but water is also a fantastic harbor of all kinds of bacteria. So anytime you have water in a product like that, you need to include preservatives to offset that bacterial growth. And so a lot of folks see that as being kind of a, a cheap way to have a product burn through quicker so you buy more of it. So they're looking for value. They're looking for products that don't contain water and thus don't have to have preservatives. A lot of folks have also finally established the link between antiperspirants and how dangerous those can be. Uh, antiperspirants contain aluminum, and the purpose there is the aluminum blocks your pores to prevent people sweating. Um, people don't know it, but sweating is actually a very good thing. Sweating is your way, your body's way of cooling itself through the process of evaporation. But as your body expels water, you also expel toxins and minerals and all kinds of other stuff that, you know, your body's trying to rid, rid itself of. So by preventing that, you're allowing all these toxins and minerals and other nasty stuff to accumulate near these fatty areas in your body, near your chest, your breast, uh, that issue. Uh, that comes up. So there have been some studies out there that have been published about linkages to breast cancer and Alzheimer's with aluminum on your body. So I tell folks all the time, you should never, ever, ever wear an antiperspirant. You know, sweating is good. Wear a deodorant. What's going to happen? You're still going to sweat. But the scent from that deodorant is going to actually cover up your, uh, your body odor. Now, one of the things we've talked about, too, is, you know, sourcing your ingredients. And, you know, we've kind of talked back and forth uh, 
about you developing your factory. Mm-hmm. You had looked at having other you know people help, and why did you decide to you know build this factory yourself rather than maybe look at an established factory? Um, and we can kind of follow up from there. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things there. As a small business owner, uh, I'm committed to the state of Wisconsin. I'm committed to my local community. I'm committed to providing good jobs to good people. Um, everyone that works for me, I start off at at least $15 an hour, and I often get bumped up shortly thereafter. Um, I believe in a living wage. So what I'm trying to do is utilize as many of my resources in my own network, network as possible. So uh, basically all of our corrugated cardboard, all of our packaging, all of our shipping materials, those come from Green Bay Packaging right here in the state of Wisconsin. Our labels come from Bellmark, which is a company up in De Pere. Um, and I try to utilize as many Wisconsin resources as I can. Well, and, and just to jump in on the, the labels, actually, a high school friend of ours is the designer of your labels, isn't he? Yes. Um, <laughs> one of our buddies from high school, Andrew, Andrew Holdorf, he's a tattoo artist. And what I wanted to do um, as we created our labels and we came up with our branding strategy, I wanted to do something that was kind of unique and edgy. So we have some uh, pretty unique a- names for our products. I handed those over to Andrew, and uh, I told him, hey, you've got to complete creative ownership of this process now. Here are the names. You come up with the artwork. And it was a great way for him to showcase his talents uh, beyond what he does there in his tattoo studio. So our stuff is very recognizable on store shelf, not only for the names, but also for the imagery that was provided by our buddy Andrew. Yeah. Where do you see it going, um, you know, five years from now? Where, where, where would you, if, if it was kind of perfect in your mind, I mean, would you be into um, more or less kind of every level of, of healthcare or, or, or um, you know, health maintenance, if you will? Or do you get to a point where you say, we, we probably can't get into that area? Yeah, there are a whole bunch of strategies there. Um, and a lot of those revolve around either horizontal or vertical growth. Um, what we've chosen to do for the past couple of years and probably for the next couple of years is focus on vertical growth. We recognize that deodorants represent about 90% of our sales. Because they're so popular, we're going to keep on making different varieties of deodorant, uh, different packaging options, you name it. And then when we're at a point where we're comfortable and the new facility is online and we've got enough staff to actually go horizontal, we're going to come up with more and more products. So uh, there are a whole bunch of different areas that we can launch into with good, high-quality natural products that don't contain any chemicals or preservatives. If I'm doing a true crystal ball and kind of figuring out where we're going to be, and that's probably my primary job as the founder of the company now, president of the board, is to kind of figure out our next strategic steps, uh, how we grow and scale, but how we do it in a way that's responsible. So picking up different grocery chains, uh, different regions, and then maybe even looking at some international stuff. Um, realizing that some of our biggest export markets are right next door with Canada and Mexico, uh, that might be a, our next natural step is to explore those. We have had uh, different distributors from other countries around the world that have reached out to us and said, hey, we like your products. Uh, we want to find out if there's a way for us to carry those in your stores or distribute um, in our country. So international, that might be uh, something we're looking to do here in the next uh, three to five years. So you got what would be considered kind of a quote cool business, right? It it's, it just kind of has, has that feel of of kind of cutting edge. It came out of uh, an idea just kind of straight out of your brain. It wasn't concocted by some um, uh, you know panel that 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 said, hey, that you know the market needs this. I mean, it's kind of a cool feel to it. 
Give me two or three other companies that you utilize on a frequent basis that the listeners might not be familiar with as well. Maybe it's even a clothing company or sunglass company, whatever it might be. I mean, what else? What else do you have can, that, that you can use? I just stop? Are we calling Kyle cool? No, <laughs> no, okay, Simon no. To... <laughs> I didn't say that. I said his company was cool. I can read. I can record or I can rewind here, and we can go back and listen to the transcript. I just, I just, you know, having known him that long, I, I feel uncomfortable ask, calling him cool. Let me ask the court though. reporter. Just is that what? It, yeah. <laughs> this just took a turn. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great question. And uh, basically, the jeans I'm wearing today these are Dearborn denim. So these are actually hand stitched, handmade down in Chicago. Um, one of the things that I've realized as I've started my own business is it's important to support other local small businesses that are really trying to make their way into industries that have existed for a long time but become rather stale. So I'm always looking for companies out there that are looking to kind of break the mold, uh, be a little innovative, and do things a little bit differently than happened down in the past. So yeah, Dearborn Denim, I'm a huge fan. Pretty much all the jeans I wear are from those guys down in Chicago. Um, other examples, um, Wisco Pop. Um, they're another great company up in Viroqua. Uh, basically doing things a little bit differently when it comes to soda pop, uh, trying to do it in a, in a different natural way where there's no high fructose corn syrup. They're using pure cane sugar, coming out with all kinds of different recipes and formulations. And I really like those folks. Um, they're really down to earth, authentic, and what they're trying to accomplish is something that needs to be, needs to be out there. Some of these smaller makey, makers that are coming into industries that are dominated by large corporations and trying to make some headway. So yeah, those are two examples of companies I support. Well, and and your watch band as well as a, uh, a, a local local artisan, right? Yes, my guy Oliver. And so uh, basically, when I bought my watch. I wanted to make it a little bit different, so I went down and talked to him, and he uh, put together a nice custom band that uh, makes my watch one of a kind. So I really dig that. Yeah, uh, Oliver Sell works out of uh, Context Clothing, right? Uh, and they specialize in a lot of this very similar. Mm-hmm. clothing like you've talked about Deer- Dearborn denim. One of the things we were talking about and have talked about is, you know, it's very important for you. I think we, we, we haven't said it explicitly, but the idea of authenticity mm-hmm. and finding authentic ingredients in your products. And, and we can talk about this about with regards to adding new ingredients to your products. But before we get to that, just tell me about how you source and source what you use in your deodorants. Yes, the big thing that kind of sets us apart from a lot of our competitors is we're actually our own manufacturer. Um, You know, I employ a team of folks to actually make our products in our own facility. A lot of companies in this space, in natural beauty care, health and wellness, you name it, um, realistically, they're glorified marketing companies that employ outsource manufacturing and contract manufacturing. So they'll come up with a brand strategy or a brand identity reach out to these contract manufacturers and basically just be provided a list of everything these contract manufacturers make and they'll select what they want and slap a brand on it. So I really think that's that's pretty deceptive uh, when you say that you're a natural products company but you've never stepped foot in a lab, you've never made a product on your own, you've always relied on someone else to do the dirty work. So what sets us apart is again, we make all of our stuff in-house on our own. What we're doing is we're constantly uh, working with different vendors and brokers, trying to find the best ingredients possible at a price point that's fair not only to us, but also to our consumers. You know, for natural organic products, a lot of these ingredients can be very pricey, but there are certain ways around that. To work with brokers that have been doing it for 
30, 35 years, have all kinds of great connections worldwide, and can actually source the best ingredients available. Another thing that we kind of employ is we piggyback uh, with other manufacturers. So if there's another manufacturer that's about our size or maybe a little bit larger, and they want to place an order for some ingredients that are rather expensive, we'll work with them directly to bump that order up so we both realize the cost savings. So what is your background? I mean, you talked about, you know, teaching. Was it, was it high school? No, it was middle school, correct? Middle school, middle school yeah. teaching. Was it chemistry? Was it science? I mean, is that where you were? Or what was your uh, field of, uh, of expertise? Yeah. You, you've lived many lives, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I have lived many lives, that's for sure. So uh, let's see. My first undergraduate degree was from UW-Madison, and that was in natural resources. Uh, after I got that degree, I went to law school at Penn State. That didn't exactly work out. Um, so I left halfway through and came back here and took a job at the DNR. When I was with the DNR, I uh, worked in the Department of Wildlife Management um, as the basically big game coordinator. So when you talk about deer, bear, elk, feral pigs, all kinds of larger species here in Wisconsin, I was responsible for their management. Um, At that point, I spent a lot of time in schools actually talking to kids about principles of wildlife management and ecology and environmentalism and conservation. And that brought me perhaps the most joy from that job. So I thought if I enjoy going to school so much, I should probably pursue something that's more aligned with that. So I went back and got another undergraduate degree from UW-Platteville, and that was in broad field science education. So basically, I'm certified to teach any science curriculum to kids age 10 through 21, uh, be it chemistry, physics, environmental ed. Uh, even taught a class called uh, Science in the Movies, where basically we took a look at different aspects of science in popular television shows and movies and either proved or dispelled that it was actually feasible. So my seniors loved that class. Um, I don't want to call it a blow-off, but it was a a reality-based class. (laughs) Reality-based class. I think a class that, you know, Nate would have definitely taken his senior year in high school. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say no. (laughs) 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 Got to get your science uh, requirements somehow, so that's probably the way to do it, right? Exactly, exactly. So I had a lot of kids that... uh, Oh, man, we watched a lot of Man vs. Wild back then, and I had a lot of kids eating snow thinking it was good for them. We're going to leave aside the, the obvious uh, observation there. Uh, so, you know, what you're doing as part of overall health and wellness for people, are there other areas that, you know, in your time now working in this, this industry that you think are rife for helping people, you know, take care of health and wellness or what things have you, trends have you seen in the industry that people that are listeners and it may not be aware of that can help their health and wellness. For instance, yesterday ordered uh, what oat, oat milk in oat your, milk. in your uh, latte. So what are, what are the, you know, things that you've heard or are seeing in terms of helping people, you know, with their health and wellness? I think the big thing is product transparency. Um, I think people more often today than perhaps in years past are actually reading labels. It's always fun when I go into a grocery store and I see someone who instead of looking at the front of a package, they're looking at the back and they're reading through the ingredient list and trying to determine if it's something that's going to be good for them and their family. So uh, one thing I've always said, even back when I was teaching, that uh, when you pick up a product and you read that back panel, if there's something there that you can't pronounce, don't know what it is, you probably shouldn't consume it or put it on your skin. And I think kind of that very general rule is starting to stick home with a lot of folks where there's much more awareness. People are looking for transparency. They're not impressed by a flashy package that, you know, may cost a lot of money. 
they're more or less interested in the factual information on the back. Um, and for us, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. One of the things that I've seen that I'm really kind of inspired by is the continual growth of small manufacturers. Um, and that's here in the state of Wisconsin. A lot of folks don't know when we talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's always been a top five manufacturing state, always. And what we're seeing, you know, there are a lot of folks here in the past that said, you know, big manufacturing is leaving Wisconsin. It's never coming back. Manufacturing is dead. I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. Small-scale manufacturing is on the rise and it's going to continue to be on the rise. So I'm very proud to be a part of that and to have other folks around me here that uh, serve as inspiration, folks that are doing very similar things with small operations and, and seeing them grow and scale as we are, it really helps me to kind of put things into focus and, uh, and stay on our mission. If we can just bring it back to, to where we started here as, as we wrap up, can you just briefly talk about um, an area that maybe a lot of listeners are not aware of, and that, that is the idea of fragrance and, and, and the, the health impacts of fragrance. Um, I, I think that that's, um, I, don't, I don't know, maybe not the next big thing that'll be kind of on the, um, on the forefront of people talking about health and wellness, but uh, I know that that's one that's often overlooked. You're exactly right, and that's a wonderful point. Um, according to government guidelines, both USDA and FDA Fragrance is regarded as proprietary, which basically means that companies that manufacture fragrances do not need to disclose the chemicals that are used to create those fragrances. So a lot of fragrances can contain all kinds of very harmful stuff that the end consumer is never even aware of. Um, And again, because they're protected legally as proprietary, all kinds of manufacturers, and they've been doing this for years, are creating these artificial scents with all kinds of nasty chemicals, additives, fillers, substances that really don't belong in any of these products. So I think you're exactly right that folks are waking up to the fact that if it says fragrance or artificial fragrance or synthetic fragrance, they should probably steer clear of it because there's no telling what's in it. So what you're saying is by the manufacturer, in, in whether it be a detergent company or a um, you know, a, a home product company, whatever it might be, if on the label it says fragrance, you're to read into that, that that, that single word is is not a single c- compound. It is likely a compound that's made up of 5, 10, 15, 20 different compounds, in none of which you'll know what they are. That's exactly it. So it's very deceptive. And I hope at some point that there's a realignment and uh, whatever entity is out there, whatever government, government entity is truly in charge, comes forth and says, no, it's time to fully disclose what's contained in an artificial fragrance. And I think we're getting to that point. I think if we keep putting pressure on these large manufacturers, at some point, they're going to have to spell out exactly what's in those products. Wow. Uh, this has been very informative. Uh, we really appreciate your time coming in. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, have guests like this on in the future as well, because it's, uh, if, if nothing else, we feel passionate about um independent business owners and people in the, the Wisconsin uh, community that are doing great things. So thanks so much for your time. Well, and, and thank you for making the, the only healthy Wisconsin product that I, I consume frequently. Otherwise, you drink a lot of beer, buddy. Yeah. That's not true. Exactly. There are health benefits of the other things. I've seen what you consume. It's not all bad, you know. Keith, don't sell yourself that short. So uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks again, Kyle. Yeah, and uh, really appreciated you coming in. And you know, hopefully, we can have you back again because there's a lot of stuff we we've talked about that I think folks would find interesting uh, that we can go into more depth of, about as well. That'd Absolutely, be that'd be great. Thanks T- for having me. Tune in for another episode. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. There's
Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Ponywise are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.